First Chronicles, not Corinthians, First Chronicles, in chapter number four. First Chronicles, chapter number four. Um, I'm not going to title this "New You, New Year, New You." Not, not none of that. New, New Year, New Me. Um, none of that kind of stuff. But it should be. It should be. It should be your desire. And if anybody in here says in their own being or out loud, if any soul in here were to say, I do not need to get any better, you're a liar. Amen. Just tell you the truth. I'm trying to find my handkerchief somewhere. I don't know what in the world I've done done with it. But it is missing at the current time. And uh, it is in my pocket. So, First Chronicles chapter number 4, verse number 9. We'll stand reverence the word of a reading of the word of God. First Chronicles chapter number 4, verse number 9. The Bible says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. We know that's the same God we serve this morning. Amen saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it might not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Thank you for standing. You can be seated this morning, Lord. We love you. We ask you, God, to help us this morning in every way, Lord. We pray, God, that your will would be done. Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to be better than we have been before. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you agree that 2022 was a good year? I believe 2022 was a good year. I, I believe that 2020 was a good year. Uh, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I believe any year's a good year um, as long as you make it a good year. Amen. But the Lord blessed us in many ways this year. The Lord gave me personally a new child. Um, and the Lord gave me um, a new job. The Lord gave me um, just, I mean, the Lord was good to me, wouldn't you say? I, I, I mean, look at what, look what I got back there. I mean, I, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. But I believe all in all it was just a simply a good year. I mean, it was a good year. The Lord has tremendously blessed us. We were able to pastor another year in this church, and I'm thankful for that. We could have been gone, right? I mean, I'm just telling you, the Lord has been good to us. But as I thought of the past year and all that has been able to accomplish um, with the Lord's help, I was reminded that there is much more that needs to be done. Amen. There's much more that needs to be done in the work of God. You say, well, no, there's not much more. Well, God hasn't come back yet. There's much more. Um, there's much more that needs to be done, and I, I, I am thankful for the blessings of the past and how the Lord has allowed us to um, boom our missions and, and how the Lord has allowed us to take on many missionaries and do this and do that, and you understand the gist of where I'm getting at. I'm thankful for the blessings of the past, but I cannot, we cannot rely on the blessings of the past uh, to suffice us in the future. Is that right? Everybody agrees with that in here this morning. You'll never be able to rely on the blessings of the past. You cannot rely on yesterday's paycheck to get you through next week. You with me? The week after next. You cannot rely on that stuff. And so when it comes to the house of God, 
We can't simply rely on the blessings of God's of the past, but we can realize that God is willing to bless in the future as well, but we have to do some things. I'm, ble- I'm pleased, I'm pleased, I'm pleased with what God has done and what has been accomplished in this church this year, but I am not entirely satisfied. It's not saying I'm displeased with you. Understand me this morning. I'm convinced that one of the greatest hindrances and greatest dangers within the modern church of today is complacency. We can get complacent in in supporting this many and we can get complacent in this and and that and and you know it's just going to be three songs every week and it's going to be the preacher's going to get up there and preach somebody's going to sing a special and all of that stuff we can become complacent and that's one of the greatest dangers in America today and I never want to reach the place that I'm content with the things that I am but I want to reach the place where I am growing, trying to achieve what God wants me to be. Amen. Friend, I, I, want to reach, I want to reach a new desire. I want to have a new desire to do more things for the Lord this year than I ever did in 2022. Amen. I do. I, I do. I have more things to do. I, I want to read my Bible more. I want to spend more time in prayer. That's easy things, right? That's things, it's not easy. I'm talking about it's just easy things to say. Yeah. Oh, well, of course I want to pray more. Of course I want to spend more time in, in, in the Bible. What I'm telling you is that in our, in, there, in our text this morning, there's just a few words, not many words, two smaller verses, one big verse, but it, it's clear that as Jabez, Jabez called on the God of Israel, he desired more. Wouldn't you think so? He had a desire for more and he wanted to do more. And so I'm going to preach on that thought this morning. I'm going to preach on the desire for more. The desire for more. You know me, I want to give more. Didn't get no amens out of that one. I want to give more. I I want to do more. I want to be more for the Lord. Because guess what? That's the only thing that's going to matter when I leave this place. That's the only thing that will ever matter when you leave this place and head to heaven. Is how much you gave for the Lord. You know that? Not talking about just monetarily. Talking about personally, spiritually, physically. Monetarily, every way you want to think of, that's what we see. And that's what we need to do. We see three things. The placement of Jabez. The placement. The Bible says, and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. His mother called him Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. This tells us the character and placement that Jabez got in his life. Clearly, he was one who rose above the ordinary. Now, if you were to think about it, if you were to think about it... uh, (laughs) I believe he was a recognized man. Now you understand, First Chronicles, uh, um, chapter one through chapter four is just gonna be begats. 
So-and-so begat so-and-so, and so-and-so begat so-and-so. It's just going to go through that. But if you look through that, and if we took the time to read those chapters and the beginning chapters of this book, we would discover a detailed genealogy of the nation of Israel. And all of those things, for the most part, is simply a list of the children that were part um, to a particular individual um, with a few insights to them uh, and, you know, how that works and, and that, that, that sort of thing but but after many verses are devoted uh, um, uh, say solely to genealogy we find a few words about the man Jabez after chapter number one uh, through chapter number four uh, and, and verse number eight uh, of chapter four uh, says and cause uh, beget Anub and Zobiba and the families of Harhel the son of Hiram you say, that doesn't mean anything. You're right, it doesn't. It doesn't mean much to me. It's the scripture. But man, the next word says, and Jabez. After all the genealogies of three chapters, Jabez comes on the scene. Uh, and it says, Jabez was more honorable than all of his brethren. Uh, and it says in verse 10, uh, that Jabez called upon the God of Israel. So all of those people, all the begats, all the ones that have come before him, he called upon their God and he said, O God of heaven, O God of Israel, all that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. I'm telling you, he stood out among the list of hundreds of names. Jabez's life was a special life. I believe it's a special life and for some reason God chose to record a few specific details of his life there uh, um, uh, for us. And I'm convinced, uh, I'm convinced uh, um, that God was, was pleased with the desire that Jabez had. And I know that we are all important to our families and we can... We're thankful and those who are close to us were probably important to them. But it, but it seems that very few ever rise above and beyond and leave their mark, past their family, but leave their mark on society. I know men of God that have left their mark on society, okay? But most live their lives and are forgotten with the exception of close family. How will our lives be remembered when we're gone? Will we leave a mark that others can't cover up? Will we leave a mark? It's important to leave a mark on our community. Man, that was a godly man. That was a godly woman. She was a praying woman, a praying man. We need those who, with a genuine desire for more, Nowadays, America is a place of apostasy. America is in a place of wickedness, and we need Christians that will shine their lights. We need Christians that will shine their lights. And I tell you, we need those who are not just content to occupy their space on the pew for, for two, a few times a week. We need those who are committed in making a difference in the lives of people around them for the glory of God. Friend, that's what we need telling you this morning, Jabez was surely a recognized man. Jabez was a ready man. Now, as we have saw in the past, um, names were significant in that day. 
right? We, we understand names were significant. And we can see that names mean a lot in that day. They might not mean a lot now, but they meant a lot then. And his mother named him Jabez because he was born in sorrow. Well, Jabez means the son of sorrow. And um, carries the idea of pain and affliction. I mean, in travail of childbirth, a lot of times there is that pain and affliction. I mean, I don't mean to scare you, but all of his life, Jabez was reminded of this each time he heard his name called. And you think about that. Each time he heard his name called, all pain and affliction. But and many would, many, many, I mean, those with past and those with hard times and all of those things, they, they, they have something that, that, that goes on in their mind and they, it just squeezes them and, and something in the past that they just can't get over and they just quit on God, they quit on everything, some mistake that they made. And Jabez chose to be different though. He chose to be different and he chose to seek the blessing in life rather than being content with what the world could give him. He refused to let the circumstances in his life of pain and suffering name him. He refused to let it just sit there, the particular situations of his life. He refused that. And friend, I tell you, we need those who rise above in readiness for the Lord. We need those. And we have all suffered pain and defeat in some time in our life. We've all had a past. We've all done things that we ought not have done. We've all been tempted to give up. We've all been tempted to abandon our work for the Lord. All of those things we've been tempted to. But we must carry on. We must carry on. Jabez could have said, I'm just a son of pain and affliction. I'm just a son of sorrow. But he chose not to. He chose to be ready. He was a ready man. He was a reputable man. Reputable man. The Bible says he was honorable, uh, more honorable than all of his brethren. Don't know how many brethren he had, but he had. He was more honorable than them. It means to be heavy. It means to be weighty, honorable, um, that type of thing. And that does not refer to size. It refers to his morality. By the way, it refers to his morality. And and Jabez was a man of honor. He lived for the Lord and made an impact for those around him. That matters. It matters. Jabez had looked at his life and the situation and those around him and determined that there had to be more than what they currently had. He stood out in the crowd. Those who knew Jabez knew where he stood. I cannot find in Scripture that he was a prophet. I cannot find that he was a priest. I cannot find that he's any of those things. I didn't find that he was just some great soldier either. But he was known for his love for the Lord. And I'm telling you something this morning. You might not be a preacher. You might not be a pastor. You might not be a missionary. You might not be any of those things. But you can be known for your work for the Lord. 
You can be known as your servitude, uh, for your love for the Lord, for your prayer time, for all of those things. You can be known for that in 2023. And I think you'd agree with me uh, this morning that we need those of reputation in our day, not for their own good, uh, not for something that just makes them feel good, uh, but we need those who would not accept uh, the dictators of this world uh, that are telling us how to live. We need those who are confident uh, in God that much uh, and that they can know that they can lean on him and they know uh, that they can seek him out uh, and reach him at any point in time we need people who will pray I'm telling you women if you don't feel like you can do anything else please to God pray please pray you don't have to be a well known preacher uh, to make a difference you don't have to and you don't have to have the ability to awe people with your zeal and your teaching uh, and all of that kind of stuff. You don't have to be able to hit every note as you sing or play the instrument. You don't have to know how to do all those. Those are all good. They're all beneficial to the work of God. But God can take an ordinary life uh, and accomplish big extraordinary things with. I'm telling you this morning, be different. Be Different. That's what we need this morning. We need people in 2023 that are going to be different. Everybody hearing me this morning or is everybody focused on something else? I'm telling you, we need to be different. You need to be different and I need to be different in a world that is so indifferent it's not even funny. Wicked world that you live in today. If we're not going to be different, then who is if we're not going to shine the light, then who will? Amen. we got to look at it like that. And Jabez, he had a placement in the family, and he had a placement with God. He was a reputable man. I want you to notice the prayer of Jabez. The placement, the prayer. Jabez called on the God of Israel, and we'll go through it. We have the prayer of Jabez, right? So in recent times, it's been become, it has actually become a very popular portion of Scripture. Never, never preached through it, but I have heard Brother Randy Bain preach through it. The prayer of Jabez was one that has become popular. And I noticed that Jabez was very specific in his prayer to God. He knew exactly what he desired of him. You say, you can desire of God for something? Yeah, sure. You sure can. Nothing wrong with it. Don't do it out of arrogance, but do it right. I'm telling you, I see Jabez prayed for provision. I'm trying to hurry. Jabez prayed for provision. Now, we understand his prayer was a, actually a provision of twofold provision. He asked for two things. He said, he called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. He prayed, he, des- he desired an enriched blessing. Oh, that thou wouldest de- de- bless me indeed. Uh, Jabez sought the blessing of the Lord, uh, and he knew that apart from God's blessing uh, in his life, uh, his life would be empty, his life would be nothing, uh, and it would be void. And it is interesting to note that the word bless uh, there actually means indeed. I'm telling you. He says, the word bless and the word indeed, they are weirdly the same Hebrew word. Bless me indeed, he says. Hmm. He was asking that God would bless him with blessing. I mean, it was tremendous. 
Now you think about the Hebrew term. It sounds completely different when we look at it, right? Bless me indeed. Bless indeed. Bless indeed. Sounds different. Looks different. But if a Hebrew would have said it, if a Jew would have said it, it would sound exactly the same. Bless me indeed. Lord, bless me with a blessing. Bless me even more. Bless me more. And there's nothing selfish or arrogant about seeking the blessing of God for your life. There's nothing about that. In fact, we ought to desire His blessing in our life. I need Him every day. I need Him every moment of every day. I need Him every second of every day. And I desire His blessing in my life in 2023. God has much more than we currently enjoy. But we need to seek Him for it. Jabez decided he was going to seek the Lord for an enriched blessing. And then he sought him for enlarging the coast, the borders. He desired an enlarged border. The Bible says, and enlarge my coast. Hmm. Well, it was not a prayer of greed. Jabez was not seeking to gain advantage in, of those around him. or Anything along those lines. And I don't think he was praying for material gain. I don't think he was praying for lands and goods and flocks and all that stuff. I don't believe that's what it was, but he was praying that God would enlarge his influence, I believe. I believe what he could be for the Lord. He wanted him to enlarge it. It'd be a good prayer. Lord, enlarge my influence for you. Meaning, Lord, if I can just be more of an influence on these kids... Lord, if I can just be a better influence on these, on my family, on if I can just be that better influence, uh, let me be that influence today, God. Uh, and that's something that He wanted to be used of the Lord uh, in a mightier and greater ways, uh, and He wanted the Lord to open new doors of opportunity for Him. I preached this year. This year, I preached uh, approximately. Right around 200 times last year. I want to preach more this year. Is that wrong with me? No. I want to do it more. I want to do more for the Lord. And and we need to pray that God would enlarge our coast and and come in. And we need to pray that God would uh, um, give us and move us out of our comfort zone. uh, And where we've been comfortable in. uh, And move us into new areas of opportunity. uh, And reaching new people. And give us a different ministry. And I want to make a difference uh, in the lives of people. I want to reach people. I want to win souls to Christ. Man, I want to do that. And, and, and as Jabez prayed here, he prayed for the provision of God. He prayed for the power of God. The Bible says, Oh, that thine hand might be with me. It's very simple, yet very profound. Jabez desired God's hand upon his life. Uh, he desired the power and the presence of God to rest upon him. He didn't want to uh, live average and ordinary days. Uh, um, he wanted days filled uh, with the power of God. You'll never be anything until you're, unless you're filled with the power of God. 
I'm telling you, I am convinced that we're aware uh, of the need of God's power in our lives and in our day. Uh, we're aware of it, I'm sure. Uh, but we need God's presence. Uh, we need God's power uh, in our lives and in our church services uh, more than we ever have. Uh, if God isn't here working uh, and if God isn't moving in our midst, uh, then we have, in essence, uh, just met for a social gathering. Uh, there's no reason to even come to the house of God uh, unless the Spirit of God come down. Uh, that's the only reason that we ought to be here. Uh, we're no different than the world if we meet up that way. But if we obtain His power in our lives and services that we have the potential to see great things that God can do. You know when everybody knew nothing God really moved. I'm tired of the status quo among the modern church of today. We feel as if we have it all figured out, but we have left God out of the exact equation that we need Him in. Not just saying us in person, I'm talking about in general, the modern church. It's simple. If God doesn't do it, it won't get done. Amen. I mean, we can go through the motions, but it profits little. If any. The truth. He prayed for power. Then you can read on. And that thou wouldest keep me from evil. That it might not grieve me. He prayed for purity. He goes through and he said. Lord I, I don't want to. I don't want to grieve you. I don't want to grieve me. I do not want to come upon evil. So basically keep me from evil. Jabez was concerned about his spiritual life. Friend. I'm telling you this this morning, you better be concerned with your spiritual life. I'm telling you, everybody look up here, make, make eye contact with me. I got my glasses off, I can't see you. I'm telling you God's honest truth this morning, you better worry about your spiritual growth. You better worry about your spiritual growth. I don't care. Um, the, the, I guess the newest ones that's got newest one that's gotten saved uh, in here ha, was Waylon. And we understand, is, is that right or am I wrong about that? And J.D., okay, well, we understand, I'm telling you, if you do not grow, you're going to lose everything you have for the Lord. If you're not growing in Jesus, you will be worthless to the cause of Christ. I'm telling you that this morning. You'll be absolutely worthless to the cause of Christ. God will not use you for nothing. You might be saved, but it's a wasteless life if you can't do anything for him. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. I want you all to be the most you can be for the Lord. The most that you can be for the Lord. That's what you need to be in 2023. You need to be the most you can. You need to do the most you can. And I need to do the most I can. He knew that if he had the power and blessing of God upon his life, he could do something. But without it, he couldn't do a thing. Realizing that? He knew that without it, he couldn't do a single thing. 
He couldn't do a single thing without God. He didn't want anything to stand in the way of God. He didn't want no sin that he committed to stand in the way of God. He didn't want no anger, no attitude, no no, no walk, no life, no talk to stand in the way of God. He said, Lord, Lord, thou wouldest help me and keep me from evil. There's a lot of evil in this world today and the church today has lost its power. They've lost its conviction because of sin. And if we are to experience God in mighty ways in our life, we must be pure. The Bible says in James in chapter 4 and verse 8, draw nigh to God and He'll draw nigh to you. Verse 9 says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. If you want God to move in your life you better draw close but you better stay pure amen a prayer of Jabez was just that it was a prayer of provision a prayer of power and a pure prayer of purity and we better start doing that amen I'm done lastly the promise to Jabez the Bible says at the end and God granted him that which he requested and God granted him that which you request. God honored Jabez's request and he gave him the desires of his heart. The Bible says that he'll do that, by the way. The Bible says if you'll submit to the Lord, he'll, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Amen. But you've got to submit to the Lord first. It's just like drawing near to God, you've got to draw to him first. I'm telling you, friend, he had sought the Lord with a heart of purity. Uh, and God granted his petition. Uh, he went there and they were not selfish requests. Uh, they, they, were, they were not a desire to advance uh, for personal cause, uh, but a genuine desire for God. Uh, that's what Jabez had. Uh, and God will honor those uh, who honor him, friend. Uh, he'll bless those who bless him uh, and seek him with a pure heart. Uh, that's what God would do. Uh, and if our motives and our lives are pure, uh, God will bless it. He will bless it. Uh, You say, preacher, I just want to do more for God. Well, do more for Him then. Do it for Him. Don't do it for yourself. Don't do it. And I want to ask you this morning. I'm done. I want to ask you this morning. Uh, just as Jabez was, as he said, Oh, uh, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Uh, that thou wouldest enlarge my coast. Uh, and that thou might not hand. That's a big one. Not hand. Be with me. If I could say anything this morning, uh, I don't. I, I would love to preach out uh, a lot. Uh, I would love to do this and that. Uh, but man, if anything I want more than anything, I want God's hand on me. I want the Lord's hand in my life. I want to be a difference for Him and for these children. And so they can look and say, that was somebody that served God, that did it with a heart, that loved the Lord. But I'm telling you this morning, when somebody looks at you, do they see anything that has to do with God? Do they see anything That has to do with God. Are there any attribute that has to do with you and God? Man, I'm telling you, that's a hard statement. Can they say when they look at it, man, he's faithful. 
Man, he's real. Man, he's godly. Uh, Man, he's a prayer. Uh, Man, he's a preacher. I don't care what it is, but can they say anything? When your kids are at home and they get to see you at home, are they really stating, if they were to be able to talk or they'd be able to, whatever, they state, man, dad's the same way at home as he is at church. Man, mom's the same way at home as they are at church. Same way every day. Man, I'm telling you. Are you satisfied with the growth of Mountain Valley Baptist Church? Are you satisfied with the growth of Mountain Valley Baptist Church? You know, we can door knock, we can do all those things, and those are great things. But man, I tell you, personal evangelism is the easiest way that you're going to build a church. Personally reaching out to somebody. And I'm telling you this morning, are you satisfied? Here, send him up here, please. Send him up here. I don't need no grievances on the back. Okay? I need everybody to be able to pay attention for a minute. I need you to hear me for a minute, okay? He ain't going to grieve you. He ain't going to worry about it. But I, I got some truth for you this morning. Some of y'all, maybe all of y'all, including myself, got a long ways to go when it comes to your spirituality. A long ways to go when it comes to your spirituality. When it comes to how you live, you got a long ways to go. When it comes to how you act, you got a long ways to go. When it comes to how much church is important to you, you got a long ways to go. I'm telling you God's honest truth this morning is that some people, all of us, have got some ways to go. All of us, every single one of us in here has got a long ways to go. And I'm telling you this morning, I desire that. I desire to go. But do you? Do you really desire to move for the Lord? Do you really desire, are you, are you satisfied with the growth of Mountain Valley Baptist Church? Or if every single church member was just like me, uh, then what kind of church would my church be? I tell you, for some of you, this church would not be opened. Just being bold with you this morning. And for some of you, it would just be, it would be hanging on by a thread. For some of you, uh, I believe, it, but I don't believe for any of us, it would just be flying. I don't believe for any of us. Are you satisfied with your spiritual growth in the church? Are you satisfied with the outreach of this church? Are you satisfied with your own life? Are you growing like you should be? Are you satisfied with where you are right now? Are you satisfied with what you're doing for the Lord? Are you happy with the level of spiritual growth you have? Where are you today? You're starting a new year and it'd be best for you to start it off right. Because I'll tell you as your pastor, there's not one person in this church that couldn't grow more, including me. Not one of us, not one person in here couldn't grow more. And I desire for more. Man, I desire for more. But do you desire for more? Do you desire 
I'm not just talking about monetarily. I'm talking more or less on what you will give for God in yourself. Will you be a church more? Will you give more to the church? Will you give yourself more through the servitude of the church? Man, I know I need to go somewhere. This altar's open, and I think it will be filled up this morning to say, Lord, help me be more. Maybe you read your Bible enough. Maybe you read it, the whole Bible, through every day. Maybe your just prayer life is just perfect and peachy as can be. But mine, for one, is not. And so I'm going to ask the Lord to help us.